the Academy Core Concepts Base Case. Uh, you'll hear this a lot inside of our um, ecosystem, refilming a lot of this training to try to make it explicit that your base case is your base case. You do not adopt ours for the sake of adopting ours. Uh, most of our team has the same base case with uh, variations. There's variations on uh, a base case, but it's still a base case. It's like if you're a sports fan, uh, if you like uh, football, somebody might run a, a defense, might run a 4-3 defense, but it has wrinkles, it has variations. Okay, the core concepts are the same. What we're looking for is uh, an anchor, and I'll explain that in a minute. This is one of the last uh, core concept trainings. It is one of the most important, and it is one of the most repeated and ignored by others. Uh, you see the tiers, got a new tier walkthrough. Uh, in the higher levels of Wolfpack, Wolfpack Leader, Alpha Wolf, etc., there's more conversation about individual base case variations, considerations, just because we know that they've been through all of this and uh, they're qualified to have the conversation and they understand um, that they have to develop their own base case using their own logic, reasoning, and evidence. Refer back to brain sludge uh, if that doesn't make sense to you. Okay, the logic, reasoning, and evidence, not the outcome. Over time, that's how you become a better decision maker and ultimately get closer to what you want. Base case. The first distinction is the base case versus the best case. We do not operate from a best case scenario. We'll talk about the uh, dogmatic orientation and all of that. Uh, best case comes from uh, assumption that everything will work out just fine. It's ignoring time and randomness and uh, demands that things happen exactly the way we expect them to happen. So we don't operate from a best case scenario. We operate from a base case scenario, the highest probability scenario. Now, sometimes things do align and the best case happens and you end up getting what you want sooner and that's great. So when we have a best case scenario, meaning you know, uh, last December, two Decembers ago, everybody thought Bitcoin was going to hit $100,000. And they were, they needed it to happen. Their strategy, their plan was Bitcoin being $100,000. And they planned as if that was going to happen. It did not happen. And a lot of people got super wrecked. Uh, it would have been great if it happened. Um, but had people had a best case, they would have been a little less greedy. They would have oriented. They'd be in a better position now. Now, Bitcoin... Whether it goes up or down, it could be positive or negative, but by having a base case, okay, you are always better positioned. I'll explain that in a second. First, time and randomness. Okay? Time is going to pass. The longer the time preference, the better. Okay, Go back to engineering luck. That just means if you extend your time preference out, it doesn't mean you're going to get there slower. It means you're less likely to blow yourself up. It's very similar to driving. Um, anybody that's been in an accident because they were speeding or run a red light and got pulled over, you find out really quick that speeding, when it wasn't really that important, you just wanted to go fast, actually got you further away from the destination. It took longer to get there. So we want to be very intentional about uh, our time preferences and understand that randomness will happen. Okay? Things that are unexpected are going to happen 
the more we operate from best case, the more they are to be- likely they are to benefit us. If we operate from a best case, so we plan on the best possible scenario, then any other scenario other than the best one hurts us, which means randomness is more likely to hurt us than help us. And this stuff compounds over time. And again, remember the scientific orientation versus the dogmatic orientation. We're always thinking the highest probability. And there's probability and there's risk, and that's how we're um, processing things. So we're looking at high probability. We're looking at increasing probability and decreasing uh, risk-adjusted returns. Not total possible returns, but risk-adjusted returns. Uh, Dogmatic orientation is going to want the most and expect the most. Scientific orientation is going to risk-adjust their thinking. Break that down shortly. And we got to remember our solvable problem. It's very easy to lose track of what we're trying to accomplish and start acting like a maniac in times of extreme highs and extreme lows, fear, euphoria, greed, all that stuff, which we will also cover because that is part of the base case. So remember, when we take engineering luck, when we take the adaptive dilemma and we take the solvable problem and we amalgamate them together, what we're really looking for in the Guardian Academy if we're playing in crypto or not, is the highest probability that you get what you want on a timeline that is appropriate for you. Highest probability to get what you want. You don't have to move fast. You don't have to be rushing. None of that stuff. What's important to us is that over time, you lock in the things that matter most. It won't make sense to anybody else. It'll seem like it's happening slower than anybody wants and faster than anybody thinks is possible. And that is the optimal rate of complex systems. You will see base case and chill. This is where we want to get to. We want to get to the point where you can base case and chill. Again, your base case is your base case and how you chill is how you chill. You do not have to do anything that anybody else does. All this means is that you can sit back and you don't have to worry day to day, week to week, month to month, am I going to be okay? Because you have your base case and you can chill. You go fishing, you can go skiing, you can work on stuff that's interesting to you, you can read, et cetera, et cetera, knowing that you are sitting in a place where you have the highest probability to get what you want. Okay, my crystal ball is broken, so we work with probabilities. So this is how it works. You take your macro belief and your strategy, and that creates your base case. Now, we're going to have to back into this. We always invert. Never build anything front to back. Build it back to front, right? Like we see everything top down, but the best things are built bottom up, so we invert it. Logic, reasoning, and evidence, okay, brain sludge, and the frequency of exposure and your time preference. Amalgamate those together. And you have the chill. So if you know your macro belief and you have discerned a strategy or even multiple strategies to try, you have your base case. And when you have built that base case from a place of logic, reasoning, and evidence, you understand the frequency of exposure and the risks of frequency of exposure. And a time preference that's appropriate, you can chill. Okay, base case and chill. That means I'm good. I got to work. I got to do my thing, but as long as I do my thing, I'm good. So start with macro belief. That is the asset. It could be US dollar. It could be Bitcoin. It could be a very specific type of home or land. Uh, It can be, I don't know, Beanie Babies, whatever. But your macro belief is, I believe these will be valuable in a a timeline that fits my time preference. Uh, 
And you take your strategy and time. That's it. Assets, strategy, time, base case. Okay, I'm walking you through this in kind of a modular fashion so you can see the, the logic reasoning evidence. So assets, Bitcoin, strategy, uh, DCA. DCA beats almost everything, to be honest. Um, or, you know, farming or day trading. Okay? It's very tricky because if your core asset, if your macro belief is Bitcoin, that doesn't mean you day trade Bitcoin. That's kind of silly. Some people do that. Day trading, you would trade all markets to acquire Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin might be the best market to trade because of volatility, but there's a distinction between these two. Now, you could trade the S&P to acquire Bitcoin. That would be a better strategy than trading Bitcoin to acquire Bitcoin, in my opinion, for many, many reasons. Um, and time. I got eight years before this needs to happen. So I'm going to trade the S&P to acquire Bitcoin for eight years. That's my base case. Now, how do we get, how do we know that those things make sense for us? It's a great question. First, we have to answer why this is so important, because I know you're going to try to skip it. Everybody does. It's important because of the vicissitudes of the market, of all things, of our emotions. It doesn't matter. Uh, if you've ever seen the chart, pull up the chart for gold. Okay, it's volatile because it's all relative. It might have smaller price movements, but not relative uh, to its current price. Right? The percentages are about the same or even more aggressive. So as we spoke about frequency of exposure, how do we guard against, oh no, it's, oh, it's going up. I'm gonna, I gotta abandon my strategy and go all in. That will wreck you. Or, oh no, it's going down. I gotta sell it all back into US dollar and then I don't have a path forward. That will also wreck you. So how do we guard against the volatility, the vicissitudes, the emotional response to both? The base case. Okay, fear will override all of our logic and reasoning. Greed will override all of our logic and reasoning. I know quite a few people that had a, a strategy to DCA, dollar cost average into Bitcoin. And when all this news over like five years, and when all this news about $100,000 Bitcoin in December of like 21 was coming out, they abandoned their strategy, went all in. Now they're in a much worse position. Much, much worse position. Could it have worked out with them for them? Sure. But we don't have a crystal ball. And we need to live in reality. My crystal ball is still broken. And sobriety. Okay, so what we really want to do is we want to recognize there's fear, there's greed, there's euphoria. We get drunk on euphoria. And there's sobriety. And we want to build our base case in moments of sobriety to override the fear and the greed. Okay. So let me just give you an example. This is Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, hindsight is 2020. We could use Ethereum. You can go do this math. It's all available. It's all, I mean, especially uh, anything publicly traded or other blockchains available. Bitcoin over the last 10 years, 18,000% return. 18,000, almost 19,000% return. That is an average of 1,576% a year. Okay. And yet, so few people, so few people actually 
made a lot of money on Bitcoin because they were not prepared for the vicissitudes. They may not have had a macro belief in Bitcoin. If you don't have a macro belief in Bitcoin, don't invest in it. You could trade the volatility and the volume if you're a day trader. But if you do not have a macro belief in Bitcoin, don't buy it and hold it. Uh, you could have a macro belief in somebody else. Maybe your uh, your uncle told you to do it and you believe him and that's fine. Uh, but you forfeit the right to like worry about it. Yeah, you can't say, I trust my uncle 100%. He's my macro belief. What should I do? Listen to him, invest, and then worry about it. That's not truly your macro belief then, right? So it's really important that we understand what we believe. Otherwise, we are going to be 10 steps behind our, our emotions are going to drive us and our emotions are going to be 10 steps behind everybody else that knows what's going on. So average 1,576% a year. Now let's look at this. I just pulled the price. This is every day. Every day of Bitcoin since uh, July 2010. Yep, all the way to now. Okay. And it looks like this. Now, here's what's interesting about the vicissitudes. If you truly have a macro belief in Bitcoin, and I'm using Bitcoin because it's the big dog. It's not my macro belief. It used to be. It does change. I'll explain that. But um, this, look at, like, there were people that decided they wanted Bitcoin here, and they ended up here, okay? And they were panicked, and they were scared. And I understand because they didn't understand what they were investing in. They don't understand the having. They don't understand the supply. They don't understand the technology. They didn't ever have a macro belief in Bitcoin. They were trying to get rich quick and they were chasing stuff around. They were guessing. And even if you guess right, if you don't have a macro belief, you're probably going to be wrong because of the timing. Hope that makes sense. So it was here, 5,000, you know, 18,000 and all the way back down to 3,000 here. Now, somebody that has a macro belief in Bitcoin and bought it anywhere here and they they believe that bitcoin will go up at least 70% a year on average over time and on average over time uh they're not worried about this they're not worried that it went from 18,000 to 3,000 because they're in a longer timeline and their belief is that on average it will go up and to the right so this is um you see this huge peak right here? You know what that is? That is this right here. Look at that right there. Is that right there? So it's this this huge rise and this precipitous fall uh, create huge emotional responses. Now somebody with a macro belief uh, base case in Bitcoin wouldn't be looking at it unless they were trying to trade it. And they wouldn't suffer this emotional loss. Okay? So somebody buys here. Uh, and they look at it once here. Oh, they're 8x on their money. This is insane. If they look at it here and here and here and here and here and here and here. And they get this extreme euphoria. And then and they abandon their strategies because they're afraid it's going to keep running away from them. And they ape all their money in. And then they're here. They're in a lot of pain. Right? Even if financially they're in the same position, the latter is an emotional loss, and they're probably going to bail. So not a lot of people, there's a handful, but not a significant amount of people, like when, when you say, God, I wish I was super early on Bitcoin. 
you don't. Because if you wish that, then you don't actually have a macro belief in it, right? You would have sold it. It would have went to, let's see if I can get it here. It would have went to from $11 to $800 and panic sold it. Right, or it went went from eleven dollars to eight hundred down to four hundred, and you'd be all upset because it used to be eight hundred, even though you got it for eleven, and then panic sold. So, when people say, "Man, I wish I was early on Bitcoin," no, you don't. That statement alone implies that you wouldn't have been able to ride it out. And I'm not saying you should buy things and ride them out. I'm saying you should have a macro belief. If you have a macro belief in a timeline, then it makes sense. It also prevents you from aping in when it's going up. Okay, and I'll talk about that. So this is where the strategies comes in. And this is monthly, it's inverted. Um, so the chart is going, it charts backwards because the it's up here. You see it starts at December 22, whereas here it starts on uh, July of 10. Okay, so here's the lessons. 1,576% a year on average. 18,000% total. Is it going to do that again? Probably not. It's getting more mature. It makes perfect sense. But you don't need 1,000% a year. Look at this. If you have $10,000 and you get 30% over 10 years, just 30%, that is a tiny, 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 tiny fraction of what Bitcoin has done to this point. And you can add nine grand a month and calculate it. $7 million. $7 million. The point is, everybody wants so badly for this 1,000x return, or this 1,000% return, they don't actually need it. Uh, that's how compounding works, okay? So, Bitcoin's been absurd. People are actually upset about Bitcoin right now at the time of filming this. Bitcoin wrecked me. Well, that you wrecked yourself because Bitcoin has not wrecked anybody on an appropriate time frame. If it goes uh, five years of underperforming the S&P, then we can have a conversation. Okay, But it's very difficult to zoom out and keep that perspective when you don't have a macro belief and a time preference. It's very difficult to figure out how to behave if you don't have a base case, which is what the base case is all about. Okay? So... Hopefully that's enlightening. You can look at different charts. Just look at them through time. All right. So we have assets, strategy, time, base case. Let's deconstruct and reconstruct a uh, base case. You could say if I DCA into Bitcoin for five years, I believe it'll get me 30% or more on average. All right. Um, that'll that'll be a number, obviously, because um, you have a starting point. So if I DCA X amount into Bitcoin for five years, I'll get 30% or more on average. There's your base case. If I day trade stocks or coffee beans or whatever and flip my profits into Bitcoin for five years, it will get me 45%, I'll get 45% more on average. Okay. There's a base case. This tells us how to behave. If I acquire one home that meets all these criteria, or a piece of land that meets all these criteria I'm looking for per quarter or per year or whatever makes sense for you, and they're 75% rented out, I believe I'll get 18% a year on average over 10 years. 
that can be a base case. Okay? So now, if you already have the cash available to acquire one home that meets X criteria per quarter, and, and you can keep them set to 5% rented, you can just chill. You can just chill. You might be really tempted to go make other investments, and that's okay. You might be tempted to take bigger risk, but you're lowering the probability. If you're already on track, you can just chill. Your base case is acquire, take my salary or my income, buy one home a quarter. As long as I decide to rent it out, I'll get 18% a year over 10 years. That funds my solvable problem. Right, so we back into it. One of the biggest reasons uh, people fail is they lean into it this way. Oh, well, if I make this much and I do this much, ooh, I can make $7 million. But what if I do if I do all this? Ooh, I can make $20 million. And they start taking on more and more and more and more risk, which lowers the probability they get what they want. What we actually want to do is have a solvable problem. Okay? So I'll walk you through this in a minute as well. But we want to back into it. Not if I start with this, how much can I have? But I need this much, how do I get it? Okay, that's going from an orientation toward more risk to actually driving down risk, assuming that risk is you not getting what you want. So if you remove all the risk of you not getting what you want, you're going to get what you want. Uh, so we back into the base case and the strategies, starting with a macro belief. Okay, we can walk through it um, right here. All right. So we have a macro belief and a time preference. Remember, we reason backward, we execute forward. Do not reason forward because there is no end. It's just more and more and more and more and more. Yeah? We want to start backwards and figure out how to get to the goal. Start with the goal. So macro belief and time preference. You can say uh, Bitcoin is a macro belief. I believe I'll get 30% a year on Bitcoin for the next 10 years. Some years will be maybe down, some will be up, but on average, I believe we'll get 30% a year based on logic, reasoning, and evidence. Okay? It's got to be your true macro belief. Time preference, 10 years. Great. I believe we'll get 30% in 10 years. Now, we can go back to our solvable problem. And let's say we need... $5 million in 10 years, we can start with 10 grand and we're going to add nine grand a month, or let's say we're going to add seven grand a month. 32.8% is what I need. My macro belief is that Bitcoin will get 30%. So I'm pretty much there, but I can also go back here. And say, well, what if I could do eight thousand dollars a month? Thirty point five. What if I could do nine thousand dollars a month? Now I'm, I have overage. I'm actually going to exceed my base case. Okay, so I can I can come back here and I can say, as long as I have nine, so if I acquire nine k a month of Bitcoin. That's my base case. If I get $9,000 a month of Bitcoin and stash it away, I'm good. See how we reason to that? Macro belief, fundamental belief on which things are built. 
Just did the math. I need $9,000 a month of Bitcoin. It's 300 bucks a day. Now, what is the highest probability of getting $9,000 a day? If you already have an extra $9,000 or $9,000 a month, sorry. If you already have $9,000 a month overage coming in, there's DCA. You're done. Base case and chill. That is the highest probability because you have to remember system reliability. If you start adding pieces, the reliability of the whole system goes down. So you want to get there <clears throat> with as few moves, as few, as few moving pieces as possible. Uh, now, if you have, I don't know, seven or eight grand a month, you next year, maybe you trade. Maybe you day trade, but you day trade to make $9,000 of profit that you put in the Bitcoin and stash away. You don't continue to trade this $9,000 because you're putting it at risk. Um, that's th this methodology anyway. Um, maybe you uh, launch projects. You can launch projects if you want, whatever you do. See how this helps inform strategies? So for most, we want to DCA or try to figure out how to uh, DCA. That's really my my favorite in terms of investing is um, work smarter and harder, right? Like I have companies, um, if I want more Bitcoin, I don't want to risk any of this system. I don't want to add moving pieces. I'll make more money in my companies and I'll make more profit and I'll DCA into Bitcoin. Okay. So obviously how that works. So you start with your macro belief, your time preference, Bitcoin, I believe will get 30% on average over 10 years. Maybe it's 25%. Maybe it's 80%. You do your own. I have my belief about Bitcoin. It hasn't changed in two years. It's been the same. Um, the, the base case is, what do I actually have to accomplish? If I buy $9,000 of Bitcoin this month, I'm good. If you want to chop it up into a daily, you can say, man, if I get $300 a day in Bitcoin, I'm good. And if you could do that right now with cash, just put it on, put a freaking auto pay on, done. Base case and chill. Highest probability you get what you want. Okay. So obviously it can be uh, farming. It can be trading. It can be all kinds of other things in the DeFi world or uh, other financial uh, domains. Let me ask you forward. Very, very simple. How about we backed into it? We didn't just start guessing what to buy. We backed into it. Uh, I'll walk you through my initial base case. Right, this My base case is... Bitcoin. I have a very, I'm very uh, optimistic about Bitcoin. Um, that's that was my macro belief at the time. Uh, a very small gap to close. I, I wasn't going heavy into crypto. Three hundred dollars a day of Bitcoin extra. That's all I need. Nine grand a month. on top of 
what I was already doing. I was already uh, dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin. So it was like, okay, I need an additional $300 a day of Bitcoin. That's all play money because I don't want to take a lot of risk with this and yada, yada, yada. And I would trade uh, small caps. I literally wake up in the morning, trade a small cap, put like 600 bucks in, sell it at 900, roll the 300 into Bitcoin, repeat every day. The end. And also, I was on track. Yeah. Now, win some, lose some. Sometimes took three more trades than others. But what I don't like is I don't like the frequency of exposure. I don't like uh, looking at stuff all the time. I don't like having to track stuff. I don't like monitoring a bunch of charts. My personality doesn't do well with that. Uh, it drives me nuts. Makes me unhappy. And so, <clears throat> I started to build. So I got to figure out how this works because one of the risks with trading small caps is you have no idea what the developers are actually doing. Nobody really knows because it's so new. So I started building and uh, backed into our new base case, my new base case anyway, which is guard BUSD. I don't need any more guard BUSD. And uh, my strategy is to add value. I can break all that down in details. Um, GuardBUSD has a bunch of uh, risk mitigation hedges built in. So it's a, it's a stronger base case than just Bitcoin, in my opinion. But you can have your own. You research your projects, understand supply, understand tokenomics. Uh, you may not even be in crypto at all. Understand the properties of Tesla or Google or whatever. All right. So my... Uh, My base case is guard BUSD, and I don't need to acquire any more of it um, based on what I believe. I'm not going to, the reason I'm not putting the, uh, the percentage here is we're very, very close with the guard foundation. I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to convince them of anything. Um, but based on what I have seen, everything I've built, everything that I believe, uh, risk adjusted, et cetera, et cetera, uh, guard BUSD is a better macro belief for me than uh, Bitcoin. We're on eight years. Oops. Okay, so guard BUSD. Eight years. Yours can be whatever it is. But if you don't know what this is, then how do you make decisions? You're just guessing. You're just chasing stuff around, hoping to get lucky. Hoping to get lucky is not the way that we like to get what we want. Okay, so guard BUSD, eight years. Um, and because this is topped up, it's funded, I can just provide value. I can just give to the ecosystem. I can make videos like this, um, all that stuff. That's the beauty of, of having the base case is, you know, or I, I believe anyway, uh, that I don't have to take more risk. I have to do more stuff. I can just show up and add value, but you could say, um, guard BUSD and I need $10,000 a month of guard BUSD or whatever uh, based on what I believe is going to happen over eight years could be $1,000 a month it's better numbers okay $1,000 a month of guard BUSD so if you don't already have $1,000 a month of overage that would inform your strategy are you a trader 
you know? Like, can you day trade? Do you play launches? Um, again, if possible, I would try to find a way to generate $1,000 in your business or uh, freaking, I don't know, do the Gary Vee hustle stuff and DCAN because DCA is always going to win. Again, I'll put the article there. But hopefully this makes sense. When we're talking about base case, I say, yeah, I'm base case and chilling. It just means I'm on track. And even though you might see a downtrend here, oh no, how do you know you're on track? It's going down. Well, um, one, I'm not looking at it. Two, I have a macro belief. I can't be sensitive to this. If you have a macro belief in you know, Louis Vuitton, you get excited when it goes on sale. If you have a macro belief in Bitcoin, you'll be excited when it goes on sale. If you're not excited when it goes on sale, it's not your macro belief. So be honest with yourself and don't invest in things that you don't believe in or, um, you know, do some homework and, and develop that belief through logic, reasoning, evidence. So that's the goal. We want to get to the point where we can base, case, and chill. Uh, mine is guard BUSD. That is my primary base case. Uh, most other things that I do in the crypto space, if it's financial, I'm just trying to acquire more guard BUSD. I don't have to have a strategy because I have enough as per solvable problem. Um, if I didn't, then I would go, okay, how much do I need additional? You can go right here and see. So if I need 15 million and I got, I don't know, half of a million and could put 15 grand and calculate. If I believe the guard BUSD will easily get 25%, then I might want to deploy some strategies to increase this additional monthly investment. Okay, but notice how I'm not, my strategy doesn't change the base case. This is a barbell to risk mitigation strategy activity goes in a macro belief then it stays there we don't take it back out and play with it again because then we risk losing it all right it's like job savings it's just way more explosive and way more fun than a job and savings okay let me see some example other options of uh base case here so that's what we're doing uh or that's what we mean when we say base case and chill is a hey look i've done the work uh, i know what i need i need a thousand months of guard busd as long as i got that i'm good i'm base i'm base case and chilling if I can't get that, I'm going to try to find a way to get it through strategy, but I'm not going to take apart this stuff. That's when things start falling apart and getting wonky. Yep. So then we go strategy, take the profit, base case with it, and uh, that gets you more of your macro belief, and you have enough of that macro belief over that time to fund your priorities. I always recommend being conservative um, if I believe truly believe this stuff is going to get 70% a year on average or 20% a year on average, I'm still going to, I'm going to operate as if it's a little bit less than that just for some buffer. And uh, that is just an intro to the base case. There's variations and all this stuff. Uh, you might want all the answers. Leave the loop open. There is support in the community. There is support all around. Live to learn, give to earn. I encourage you to decide or start tinkering with a base case. Doesn't have to be ours. Might not even be the right one. Um, I still have 
a very strong belief in Bitcoin. It's just when I run through all the logic, all the reasoning, all the evidence, all the numbers, Guard BUSD is a better base case asset for me. You might have a whole different, you might have a different tolerance to volatility um, and all that stuff. You might have crazy ambitious goals or not very ambitious goals at all. That would determine how much risk you take. Yeah. So that's the base case. Again, considerations. There's always uh, when do I take more risk? How do I know when to take less risk? Solvable problem it forms. There is a uh, strategy or a framework for that, which is in the wolf pack, just so that we know that people are prepared to have that conversation with one another. Looking forward to seeing your six word updates. Thanks for listening to the Guardian Academy podcast. Hope it was helpful. If so, do us a favor, subscribe, leave us a review. Now remember, live to learn, give to earn. Reflect on and wrestle with any new ideas that you heard in this episode, and then turn around and share your experience with others. Remember, many of the audio files were pulled from video and turned into articles in our Knowledge Center, which you can access for free. There will be a link in the description. If you want to stay in the loop and hear more about what our members, our partners, and the community is doing, both in the real world and the Web3 world, check out our friends at Inside the Den podcast. Not only are they great dudes, they're highlighting and interviewing the movers and the shakers, and they helped us set up this podcast to be simple, helpful, and fun.